Welcome to another episode of Living an Alter Life. My name is Mike, and this week I am joined by a guy that I met here in Hampton Roads when he was here crushing some miles down at the beach, and I just kind of noticed that he was doing some mad miles all over the place, and then I had coffee with him here, and I've just been watching his running progress, and I'm just really intrigued by his running journey and his whole demeanor with what he's doing in this sport. And so let's welcome in Mr. Tyler Drapo. Tyler, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing, Mike? It's been a, it's been a long day. Got a run in just before this, so I'm ready there to go. go. Yeah, I got my <laughs> run in right before this also, so you know, got to get the important things done, right? Yep, exactly. There you go. So, Tyler, let's get started and tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do when you're not running mad miles and uh, all those important things that are less important when we're running 100 milers? <laughs> so outside of running, I'm a civil engineer. I was working for a marine construction contractor forever, working 12 to 14 hour days, doing that about for six or seven years. Um, and then recently, a couple of years ago, uh, accepted a full-time position that's fully remote forever, and it's uh, kind of freed me up to explore some things that I'd always wanted to do. So now I'm uh, yeah, civil engineer as a contractor for the FAA, and sort of some travel to airports and remote radar facilities across the country, so a good amount of travel. And then outside of work, I'm married, have a small dog. My wife and I have a few rental properties, uh, one of them being down there in Virginia. So we last winter, we spent most of the winter down there, which was nice. And we're hoping to do that again this winter. That is awesome. So are you still doing the engineering for the company building the wind turbines or did you switch recently? No, we switched. I switched from them two years ago. Okay. Um, All right. But I actually saw the ones we put in. Uh, that was, I guess, 2015 off of Block Island this last week. So it's always good oh, to cool. go back and see some of those projects. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, and I noticed that with the new company, do you get to travel to San Diego and different places like that? Or is that yeah. just kind of, okay, so you get to travel there. Yeah. So for actually the month of June, I uh, see, I went to three different locations. I was in Eastern Pennsylvania at, at a airport, a small airport in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, and then the New Orleans Lakefront Airport, which wasn't the big one. It's the other one over okay, Lake okay. Pontchartrain. Oh, that would have been fun. Cool. Yeah. And then I flew into San Diego for a small facility. It's about an hour away. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Awesome. Uh, but but got to get a few runs in San Diego, which was nice. Of course, man. You got to do that. <laughs> got to do that. So have you always been a runner, Tyler? Or where did this all start? No, I want to say, um, you know, like growing up as a kid, uh, my grandfather and father ran a good amount. I think my grandfather's fastest marathon was like a 255. So he was wow. pretty quick. And he did that when he was like almost 60, I think. You're kidding. Um, That's no, awesome. Yeah. Wow. So we, we'd do an occasional 5K or something like that. And then high school, I played football. And then after college, you know, in college and everything, I'd run a mile or two, but mostly just for exercise and not really to train for races or anything. And then uh, about 2019, I signed up for my first marathon and I thought I'd be all right. And I was planning on just going out and running about a nine minute mile. And I, I took off at like upper sevens, low eights. <laughs> and by by uh, 18, I hit that wall. And I think uh, by like 23, I could hardly walk. Uh, oh eventually finished. I was calling my wife and telling her to come pick me up. And she, she it was just going to take her too long. And then eventually I just walked and finally jogged it in. But after that, uh, I signed up for the Keys 100 because in 2020, 2021, all the races I had signed up for got canceled. And 
Yeah, signed up for the Keys 100 in 2022. So went that from made, a uh, so four marathon, marathon to the Keys 100. Yeah, they you know an easy hundred, no challenges <laughs> at all down there. You know, <laughs> that's crazy. So is it just the one marathon? So you went from one marathon to a hundred. Yeah, that is. <laughs> awesome that is so I, awesome i run some like uh i run some distances between 20 and 30 prior to the keys 100 but never any other races okay yeah <laughs> and were you doing all your training up in the jersey air jersey rhode island area for yeah for that first for one yeah for that first one it was all in new jersey so a little bit of a rude awakening when i got down there for sure <laughs> no kidding that yeah that heat and humidity slams you doesn't it <laughs> Yeah, especially when it's your first hundred and you don't really know what to expect. So you're already you're already dealing with all that stuff and then the heat on top of it. I think uh you were down there that year pacing. Yep, I was down there, yeah, I was down there crewing, yeah. crewing the guy that finished second that year. So <laughs> yeah, that was a fast race for me. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was that was a hot one. Yeah, we went through at least 30 bags of ice. We were filling up his ice scarves every two miles. And every two miles, I mean, he never handed them back to me with anything except water. And right. so it was just cooking, but that was, I used, I used hot. that technique this year and it was, it was awesome. It got, it got me through the hottest part of the day. So Good. the, heat, the heat wasn't what bothered me, but your recommendation there was perfect. But it, it was just like you said, I, I'd hand the bandanas back to my parents or my wife and all the ice would be gone and it would just be like kind of damp still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the first year I only made it to 50, but I think it was more lack of training. I don't think I was mentally ready for 100 yet, just not having put some really long runs in and not really put in the weekly mileage, and I think I needed to. So, But you learned a lot that first year, right? Oh, yeah, we did. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. And, your, and your wife didn't tell you never again? Oh, she, no, she told, she told me that last year and this year. <laughs> <laughs> and And of course, you're going to listen, right? Oh, no, no. At the end of this year, she was, uh, so it was like mile 72, I think is when I called it. I had some terrible chafing in the groin area and I'd had it for about five to 10 miles and we layered on the Vaseline, but that wasn't helping. And the last two miles, my mom walked me and I I had, I'd have to bend over like every quarter mile and try to catch my breath and just to stop the pain for a little yeah. bit. But uh, when I got to the car and I was like, like I got a call up. My wife was like, no, you're not. We're not coming back here again. <laughs> that is so awesome. I've never heard that. I just want you to know my wife has never said, you know, you've gone far enough. <laughs> I don't think you need to do this again. Yeah, so That's what they did for me last year. And this year I was like, no, I want to get yelled at. Like, I think if, when I'm in that moment, I need to get yelled at. Yeah, you actually kind of do. I know pacing a friend at Blackbeard's this year, there was a point where he definitely wanted to stop. And I just told him, I said, no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> there, that, that is not an option. But you do need that. I mean, that's one of the things in running endurance runs, you, you've got to, one, you've got to have that mental fortitude that just says, okay, it's going to suck. I'm really going to hit some points where it's just going to be really, really hard. But it doesn't hurt to have somebody say, oh, no, no, you don't. No, you're you're moving on. That's right. a valuable lesson learned. So in between the two keys, mm -hmm. you successfully completed a 100 miler, right? I did. I'm one for three. I got uh, the New Jersey Devil 100 in between, but uh, had some uh, difficulty there, too. I knew because I didn't know the course well. I didn't listen to music the whole race because I was afraid of making a wrong turn. So I tried to stay with people for as much as I could. 
And then at one point, it was about mile 45. I think I was in third or fourth place at the time. And there's a point where you're following pink blazes the whole way through the trails. And anytime there's a turn, they put little pink flags. But I think the pink flags were a little too far away. And I was kind of just in the zone. And I kept following the pink blazes. And that you're supposed to take take a turn there and go follow white blazes for like 10 miles and then come back to the pink trail. And so I I was going for like three miles and I hadn't seen anybody. Oh, no. Then some guy comes back the other direction. He's like, I think we made a wrong turn. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. And I think he was in, he might have been in second at the time. So he's pretty frustrated. We called the race director. We're like, where where do we go? And she's like, uh, she kind of walked us back through the trail. But I think, you know, we kind of picked up the pace. I think we were doing seven and a half or something to get back to wow. the course. And I think that burnt me out for a little oh, later man. on. Yeah. But I made it to about mile 80 with no other issues. And then, Right after sunset, about 10 p.m., it started to storm, and it stormed for about uh, six hours or so. And I knew it was coming, so I was asking every aid station. I didn't have a rain jacket because I was doing it unsupported with some drop bags, and I didn't want to carry a rain jacket. I really didn't have room. And so I was asking for a trash bag at every every aid station, and they didn't have any extras. And then finally, right before it started raining – no, no, sorry. Finally, after an hour after it started raining, I found one. Oh, my gosh. So I was damp. I, I did have a change of clothes in one of the drop bags, which was nice. So that saved me a little bit, but you know, you're walking through a stream for hours. Yeah. <laughs> so trail. your feet were pretty uh, upset with you, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I mean, and I, I don't, I hadn't done many miles on the trail. So that was, that was a, a nice wake up. So uh, about 10 PM I called, well, I was, I was having an issue. I was super tired. It was about mile, I think 80 for the race and 86 for me or so. And I texted my buddy. I was like, I think I need a nap. And he called me and he just kind of walked me through you know, how are you feeling? Keep moving, just keep moving. He, he talked to me about Star Wars. He talked to me about Pokemon or awesome. you know, just things to keep my head off it, yep. my mind off how I was feeling. We probably talked for about 15 minutes. And I think that's all I needed to get through that, you know, low, low spot where I just want to take a nap on a, yep. on a wet trail. <laughs> Which, you know, probably wouldn't have helped you any. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you felt like a nap, but laying down and taking a nap in the wet probably wouldn't have been good. Right. So I guess that's going back to having having someone there for you to kind of tell you how it is and help you through. And I knew I had one friend back at home who was who was going to stay up the whole night. And I think he actually did until I finished at about 4 a.m. or or so, 5 a.m. And so he stayed up all night just ready for my text messages or phone calls. So having someone there for you to do that was was awesome. That is cool. So did you get the sub 24 then or? Yeah, I think I ran, forget the final time, it was somewhere about 2245, awesome. 2235, something like that. Yeah. And for those who are thinking, you know, like me, when I, when I read anything about New Jersey ultra, I'm thinking, so do they close down part of the turnpike? And you like, (laughs) (laughs) there are actually trails in New Jersey and they're actually pretty stout trails, right? Yeah. You just got to get about a half an hour to 45 minutes outside of this, outside of New York city. And then Northern and Northwest Jersey has a bunch of trails and then Southern Jersey uh, in the Pine Barrens has a bunch, and that's where this race was. Okay, um, down in the Pine Barrens. And was it a point to point or a? It was out and or... back. Out and back. Okay, cool. So yeah, at so... least you know you knew coming back where where you needed to turn, right? Right, exactly. Coming back, you know, I had the dark and the rain, but I at least knew where I was going. And if I made a wrong turn, I probably would have known. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I've been really, really happy. So you got bonus miles. Yeah, exactly. It was awesome. <laughs> that's, see, the, that's those are the best races when you get some bonus miles. You know, you weren't even expecting. Definitely a great story for my first one completed. I got a, a few extra miles in there. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the best way to do your first finish of a hundred is 
get those bonus miles and that just makes up for any of your DNFs. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that DNF actually doesn't stand for did not, did not finish, right? Oh, what does it stand for? Stands for did nothing fatal. Ah, okay. Yep. I think what I enjoyed the most was actually training in the winter where, you know, you get out. I, I think I had put in eight or 900 mile weeks in a row at one point and the first one or two, my my ankles and calves were like, no, nah, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> but then eventually, you know, just pushing through that and getting out every day. And uh, I think that's what I enjoyed the most. So coming to the race at the end, it's kind of a culmination of all that. But going through the process was probably the best part for me. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with you. I love the process more than I love the race. And mm -hmm. I love the process of helping other people through the process. But I also love helping other people finish races. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so now you've done some pretty crazy run streaks. Yep. So let's, let's talk about a little bit about some of your run streaks. What is your longest run streak today? I think it was up until that Jersey 100. I was somewhere in the low 200s. And that included running through. I had done uh, a 60, a 70. And I tried to do a 24-hour, but only ended up doing 67 miles. And so running the next day after that, and I think I did a minimum 5K every day for the, I think it was about 230 days. It just helped me with staying accountable, knowing that, you know, I said I was going to do a 5K every day. And even if it's going out and, and running an easy 5K, just putting in the miles and, and staying accountable to myself to keep the streak going, I think it helped me a lot. But I didn't mind giving it up too much at the end because my legs were killing after that jersey. I'll, so. bet. I'll <laughs> bet. You needed, you needed a day off, didn't you? Well, so the crazy thing is I actually, I thought I had registered for a marathon the next day in Jersey City. Okay. And I actually intended to, uh, and I, I planned on walking it, um, but I didn't. I, for some reason, going through, going along the lines, I didn't, but my family all registered for a half marathon. So after the Jersey 100, I took a nap in the car for an hour and then drove up to Jersey City, okay. uh, in New Jersey, and then watched one of my friend's wives and four members of my family run the half marathon. And I, it took me like, I don't know, half an hour to walk a hundred yards to get to the, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Yeah. My buddy uh, was there watching his wife and he was just laughing at me the whole time. I had to sit down. It was, it was, it was an experience. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. You were glad you didn't actually sign up for that marathon, weren't you? Yeah, I think subconsciously I knew I wasn't going to be in any shape to run it. So <laughs> that is so awesome. That is so cool. So you're in the midst of another streak that's got kind of a twist on it. Yeah, I had, I had just started. Uh, so after the Keys 100, I, I think there was about a week or two. I took almost a full week off. And I think I was in my head, I was like lollygagging around and only put in 20 mile weeks or so, 30 mile weeks. And again, just for the accountability piece, I. I started doing doing another run streak, but uh, a week or two prior to that, I'd started doing 500 push-ups a day as well. And I'm trying to tail that into the Swami shuffle, the veterans, 22 push-ups a day yep. The yep. for suicide awareness. I just haven't figured out how, I, how I'm going to do it yet, but I am videoing the last 22 a day, every day. And uh, I'm making what I'm calling art, which is, you know, I'm putting finger, kids finger paint on my hands and for the last 22 push-ups and putting on a piece of paper once a week. So I've got seven sets of handprints on right now, five or six weeks worth of paper. So I'm trying to figure out how I want to do some fundraising for Swami Shuffle, but I'm, I awesome. figured just, just put that together for now. So. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm really glad that you signed up for Swami Shuffle. Yeah, you convinced I, me. It was, I felt it was destiny. Just, just where, this, <laughs> where the start line is. 
Oh yeah, uh, I mean, how far from your from your condo is the start it's in line? The parking lot, I think. That's what I thought. I was like, you basically you can wake up from your condo, cross over to Baja, and you'll be at the start line. Right. Exactly. So you know, I mean, you it's almost like you had to do it. Right. I, I told my wife and my buddies and my parents, I'm like, this, it was destiny. I once you told me about it, I'm like, I I have to run this race. That is awesome. So are you gonna go crude or screwed? Um, crude. I think I think. What my thought is, is we're going to put either an air mattress or a mattress in the back of my wife's Forester. Okay. And I'm going to figure out, going to figure out when I want to sleep or if I'm just going to push it till I have to sleep. But I think I want to plan to sleep more than push it till I have to. Yeah. Um, but I think most of my, I'm going to get some good training runs on that 20 miles of beach down there for sure. Absolutely. I'm, exci- just, I'm excited. Just don't try to run seven and a half minute miles. <laughs> yeah, swami, swami is not a seven and a half minute mile race tyler yeah i wanted to ask you this i feel like the 200 you're you're out there and, and your goal is longevity more than trying to push push any time or any pace or you're out there enjoying it right yeah well you know like this first year i didn't know what i didn't know and so you know i tried getting hotel rooms and i mm-hmm. i had two friends that paced me a little bit so that was my only part of it crude and the rest mm-hmm. of it was just me figuring out where I needed to get water, where I needed to eat. And then I got hotel rooms and the hotel rooms were actually a waste of money. This next year, I'm going to go back screwed again. And <laughs> um, I'm going to run until I really need to lay down and take a nap. And then I'm going to, wherever I happen to be, that's where I'm sleeping. I'm in it. I'm, I'm there for you. I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> cool. cool. I love it. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna, it's going to be a fun race. So, what do you have coming in for the rest of this year? Uh, so in August, I I'm doing my first last man standing. Oh, um, cool. So I'm, I'm trying to build up some mileage before then, but I don't think you know I, I won't be in the shape I was before the New Jersey Devil 100. So we'll see how it goes. I, my yeah. goal is 125 or 30 hours. Okay. Uh, so 30 hours. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's up in northern New Jersey for that one. My current plan. And we'll see if I have to change it. Is is run two, walk one, and then run the final one point one and change. I, think and I won't do that difference. for as long as I can. And I think that'll have me coming in about forty five to fifty minutes and give me ten to fifteen minutes every hour. I think it's a great plan. We'll see how it goes. So what will what will the weather be like? Because it'll be pretty daggone hot, won't it? Yeah, it'll be warm. Okay. So <laughs> I'll All I'll right. have ice and everything. And um, I don't know if. I was trying to convince my my family and some other people to come out and at least be out there for the nighttime, which I think will be the hardest part. Yeah. But we'll see. I would recommend having somebody out there. Yeah, I'm going to have to convince somebody. (laughs) Just just to help you, just, you know, when you start getting fumble brain to, you know, fill your water bottles and make you eat something. Yeah. Yeah. That that type of thing. Yep. So I'm I'm doing that one and then I'm doing a a second one down in October down, I think it's called Andy's Backyard Ultra in Northern Virginia. Um, Oh, cool. I'll kind of feel out my technique for this one and then hopefully hit that one a little bit harder and the weather will be a little bit okay, better for be running. Quite as hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Cool. And then is the next one then going to be Swami? Uh, no. So I'm also doing, so I've got that, uh, those two in August and October. I'm doing a 33 miler in Vermont called J Peak um, 33 miler. I've oh, heard it's be- gorgeous and it's really my first venture into some elevation gain. It's I think three three eleven mile loops. We'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm cool. not sure. That uh, sounds so I, interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna so I have to put a lot of hills in in after that. Uh, probably probably before that last man standing, and probably probably have to get on the the stairmaster a lot before then too. Right, just to um, build those muscles. 
Yeah, and so that's me trying to feel out the mountainous ultras so I can jump over to the West Coast at some point. <laughs> I was good. That was going to be my next question is, it sounds like there's a pattern growing here, and it sounds like Tyler's heading west. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> so what, what are the races you've got eyeing in the West? I mean, I want to do some of the some of the longer ones, like the Bighorn 100, the... Moab 240. I want to do Hurt 100 in Hawaii. I want to do Bad Water. I want to do all the the crazy ones, you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> so my my goal is to try to get out there, probably after Keys 103rd attempt. Uh, okay. Because that's still kind of it's still bugging um, you, isn't it? Yeah, it's bugging the hell out of me. <laughs> 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 um, and so so much so that I actually signed up for the before the Swami as well, the Daytona 100 in okay. December. Okay. Cool. Um, Run by the same race director and everything, I think, uh, yeah. as Keys. Yep. Um, just to get back down to Florida. It won't be too hot, but still a little warm. I think my parents are going to come down for that one, too. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be good yeah my parents are going to crew me at Long Haul. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's down in Lakeland, Florida. So I, I love that you've got really firm plan in your mind about how you're attacking this. Yeah, I just... I want to try a bunch of different things, but I really want to get out out west. I, you know, I want to be running some of these with the with the gorgeous views and the the ones that are really difficult. But I know I'm not there yet. You know, as far as experience, and I, I think I need to to accomplish some over some that aren't as challenging first. Uh, not yep. not including Swami. I know that one's going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah, but. but I mean, if you're if you're if you have eyes on like Moab or Tao or Bigfoot or something like that, Swami is such a wonderful opportunity to get out there and and just see what you know moving 200 miles really feels like. Right. This is a perfect way to try the 200 before you make that big investment. Mm-hmm. which is what, you know, a destination trail race or, you know, Coca Dona 250 is it's, it's an investment. And so, you know, this is a chance to, okay, what can my body do and what do I need to prepare my body to be able to do to run those big bad boys? Oh uh, yeah. That sounds awesome. That's, a, I think that's exactly what I need for the, for the first one, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Do. You're going to love it. So what drives you? I think maybe I've listened to too much David Goggins and I think it's, it's the challenge, right? That you need to challenge yourself every day, do something hard <clears throat> every day. And just, and that bleeds over into the rest of life because life isn't always going to be easy. There's always going to be some types of challenges out there. And I, I think, and I think that's why I like the run streak too, just getting up every day. And there are plenty of days that I do not want to run, but just do it anyways. And I think just challenging myself every day. I think that's my reason. That's awesome. When you started running, like when you went to go do that first marathon, did you mm-hmm. ever see yourself doing what you're doing now? Oh, no way. No way. I, it was, it was listening to to David Goggins and I, I must've listened to his book over 20 times now, just listening to how he's accomplished so much. And he's uh, of course on the absolute crazy side and running with broken legs, they're in buds and everything, but just listen to what people can overcome if they put their mind to it. And yeah. Uh, it's just amazing. So I, I want, I want to accomplish some great things. And I think uh, running some of these long, long ultras allows me to do that. That's awesome. How are you applying the things you're learning and running to your regular life, to your job, to your marriage? Having patience. <laughs> yeah. 
and and when something doesn't work figuring out how it does and taking that plan and and executing so that's um, awesome uh, that that's what i'm applying to and that's what i've learned you know after after all these races i've done a what i, I think david goggins calls an after action report where i sit down and go through what can we do better and my dad has lists somewhere of after both keys 100s he sat down with me and we went through what we did well what we did poorly and i think translating that into to other things such as you know our real estate investments and work and our marriage and everything so that is awesome trying to use it everywhere <laughs> yeah so what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to find some real estate out west it sounds like i'm gonna have to well cool let's this has been awesome and and i i like i said i i love your mindset i love the way that you just approach this whole thing and that you're just going for it let's just say that you're being approached by one of your family members and they decide they want to run their first hundred miler. What's the biggest tip that you would give them? I I think for me, it was, is it was building up the mental. And for me, that was putting in the hundred mile weeks. Cause I, I was pushing myself to something I'd never even come close to doing before. So I would tell them to run distances. It probably weekly distances doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be in a single run, but run a, run a weekly distance that you're pushing yourself and you feel that you are ready for that race, whether there's no questions asked in your mind. Because I think in the first one, I didn't do that. And I think that, you know, doubt creeped in real early where after putting all that work in in the winter, I didn't doubt that I was going to finish at all during the New Jersey Devil 100. So putting in distances and training hard enough that you're, you know, you're ready. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. Really looking forward to putting down some miles with you, both uh, before the Swami and during Swami. We'll definitely do it. Sounds good, man. All right, Tyler, take care of yourself, man. All righty. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life.